I'm trying to drink water every day. A bit of water. Yeah, you've you've got a big old bottle there, though. Oh, it's going to be weeing all the time. I know. Weeing all the time. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's starting to get to the point where I'm like turning to my dad. I'll have to be getting up in the night doing wees. So, yeah, brilliant. Drink more water, hydrate. Wee all the time. Feel like an old man. I haven't got to the stage. What a chat this is at the beginning of a podcast. But I, I've it's like not two yet, old fellas at a bus stop. <laughs> I've not got to the stage yet where I'm in the middle of the night. But um, about six o'clock. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I can't that's, go past that. Do you have? Um, don't want to get too personal. Do you have a time when you like you always like, go for a regular proper sit down toilet? P T S D. No, pre S T D. I get. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether I want to answer. That go question. on. Go on. I get told I go too much. Do you? Yeah. How what? How many times are you? Um... A day. Yeah. Probably about four. No. Four. Get out of town. Get out of town. <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah. So our producer, Adam, can't believe it. <laughs> Seriously. Four times a day. Falls out. <laughs> so what's phrase? Oh my! If you carry on listening to this show now, you are a hero, and we really appreciate it. Oh, that's an amazing expression. Oh, dear. <laughs> that made my sciatica hurt. <laughs> oh, dear God. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. With Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. Wednesday's Hometime. This is Bush and Ritchie. One Hometime show. Seven playlists you can choose to listen to it with. Download the Absolute Radio app and you can pick any of our seven stations. But you get this here show. Now, are you going to be able to pull yourself together after what you've just done? It's awful. I really am. This is like a terrible start to the evening to the show. Uh, about an hour ago, I told our childminder that I love her. <laughs> Obviously an accident. One of these WhatsApp group accidents. I don't know you. How many WhatsApp groups are you in at the moment? Oh, many. Loads of them. They've always got stupid names, so yeah. I never quite know where I am with them. I forget sometimes that it opens up in the last group that you were in. Uh, but anyway, we've got a group called uh, Thea at the Childminders, which is uh, our little daughter Thea. Mm-hmm. Goes to the Childminder on, you know, a couple of days a week. Uh, and she's a lovely lady called Pauline, mm-hmm. who's got, like, kids and grandkids of her own. She's mm-hmm. a brilliant Childminder. Uh, but, and we get photo little pictures of Thea, like, running around and doing stuff or whatever. I didn't realise I was still in that group. And I have texted her to say, I love you so much. <laughs> thinking it was from my other half, Katie. How's your day been? Uh, with a heart emoji. And it's just like, the worst thing is, right, uh, Katie's also in that group mm-hmm. with Pauline the Charminer. They've just carried on chatting and not even referred to it at all. <laughs> so like, oh, God. Uh, and I'm the one that drops Thea off in the morning. To, so I've got to go and see Pauline. So you'll see her tomorrow. I'll see her tomorrow. That's amazing. And it's been, I would have, if they'd have all started taking the mickey out of me, I, that would have been good. That's fine. Let's t- take the mickey out of Bush, no problem at all. But they've not meant, the parent have not mentioned it. <laughs> So I've had a classic howler there. I, I've got a feeling, and I, I, I'll try and support you here, I think this happens more than you would imagine. I know that I once uh, messaged the uh, the guy, sort of like the, the manager of our five-a-side football team a few years ago, <laughs> sent him a message that finished with loads of hearts, loads of kisses, uh, because I d- didn't realise this messaging to him. And the next match, the next game oh. was... Awful, destroyed, terrible. That's it. And be like, at least you had closure there and then. I don't know how what the repercussions of this are. <laughs> to be honest with you, do you know what I mean? So, I, I, if there's anyone else who, because you know, like you say, uh, communication so instant now. Yeah. You rattle out a message with your thumbs before you're even thinking about it. If you have accidentally messaged the wrong person with whatever consequences, <laughs> let us know about it, please. Uh, on the show eight twelve fifteen. Absolute radio. 
The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Final hour of the no repeats guarantee. Nothing repeated nine to five while you listen at work. It's home time with Bush and Richie. Uh, Mike has tweeted to say, is sending an inappropriate message the modern equivalent of the time you called your teacher mum? Hey, that's a good point. I think that sums up where you are after your little mistake of earlier this afternoon. And that, calling your teacher mum, I mean, I, there's some kids in my year who did that. I remember uh, <laughs> my mate Scott asking, uh, putting his hand up to ask a question for the biology teacher and called her mum and it was just we had him for like years well, I have to say yeah at the very least the rest of that school year oh, it's never forgotten it was only eclipsed by his electric toothbrush story but we won't go into <laughs> that now um, so yeah earlier the reason we're talking about this is I've just accidentally told our childminder that I really love her yeah uh, with a, a text message mix up the worst thing you can do by the way is try and de- you know you can recall a message or, yeah. or delete a, a message in uh, WhatsApp yeah that's even worse because it will leave a trail that says this message was deleted yeah and you think that's, well, I mean god you, your mind would just you know go, what, what people would be thinking that I'd actually said let's not even go there Joe says hi guys I once told my son's new football academy coach that I catted pooed all over the front room it was meant for my husband and I'd never messaged this coach before in my entire life it's awful right look Keaton Cummins I think we're going to find these are, are more frequent than you are going to imagine you're going to be in good company I hope I hope so Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Frank says, gents, I texted my tool supplier about a tool I needed. I then texted him, have we got nuggets and chips in the freezer with a load of kisses? He texted back saying, tools are in, but we're out of nuggets. Oh, God bless him for getting involved. I love it. Uh, Sophie in Essex says, I once messaged an old client called Becky, who I really didn't get on with, instead of my sister Beck, whose house I was staying over at. I said, rubbish day, can't wait to tuck into turkey dinosaurs and smiles with you later. That was the kind of stuff we love eating with our other halves when we're away. The client read it and didn't reply. Consequences. An anonymous one here. I once texted my friend to say that my husband was out of town and that I was on my own all night and bored. I asked if she fancied coming over for a few drinks as I needed cheering up. I accidentally sent it to her husband. Oh, no. As the two numbers were saved under one name. The worst thing was he texted back to say he'd think about it. Oh, ring-a-ding-ding. <laughs> well, hello. <laughs> See, this is it. You never know quite where you can get back. No. Will from Stratford says, Guys, I was once trying to buy tickets for an event off this one guy and he wouldn't sell them to me. So I went onto Facebook and found his profile picture, screenshotted it and went to send it to my friend but didn't check who the message was going to and actually sent it back to the guy. <laughs> <laughs> Quickly blocked and I've never felt so embarrassed in my life. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It was on Absolute Radio 70s then. Nielsen, without you, it's a great song. Nielsen. Yeah. Can't live, living live without, without you. Power. Uh, one Hometime Show, seven different plays. You could have been dancing around <laughs> to that, depending on what channel you chose. Uh, we've been asking you to come out in solidarity uh, with Bush this afternoon after he sent a uh, text wrongly to the child mind wrongly. saying, uh, I love you so much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when did you send the wrong thing to the wrong person? Steve in Burton says, I once sent a text to the wrong girl eight years later we are now married with three kids oh so there could be happy endings with all these things <laughs> exactly yeah another Steve who 
he's, who calls himself Still Mortified Steve, who's going to give seasick Steve a run for his money, he says, mm. guys, beat this. I was working as a premises officer in a Church of England school one night after turning the alarm off uh, and the headmistress had texted me. I received a text from my girlfriend, a racy text, shall we say. I replied minutes later and as I hit send, I realised I'd reply to the headmistress. Oh, no. Mortified is not the word, I went cold. I just still feel sick even thinking about it years later. <laughs> and apparently after not speaking to me for a week, the head finally asked if I had a good evening and to be very careful about texting in the future. <laughs> That's brilliant. There's a moral for us all. Uh, we've got Kelly on the line. Kelly, what happened to you? Right, OK. So um, I was on the third day of my brand-new job mm-hmm. okay. um, and I've had two emails come in, uh, one from my mum and one from my new boss, both <laughs> of them pretty much asking the same thing. How's it going? Everything all right? Um, I then uh, replied to the message to my boss um, thinking it was the one from my mother Yeah. and I said... Um, yeah, it's going great. Um, I'll be taking over the company in no time. Uh, <laughs> <nothing much. laughs> you, no you got to admire your confidence. First day at work. Uh, yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, he, he did see the funny side. He wrote back and put, "Sounds great. Love you too." Oh. <laughs> How long and did you last there, Kells? Uh, I'm still there. Six years ago. Oh, phew. Oh, <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> yeah, not taking over the company yet, but I'm, I'm closer. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore. But we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. I need some parental help right now. I was um, I was raking the garden of leaves earlier on this morning. Okay. What a rock and roll job. Green fingers. Started to come off the trees. It's the enemy of a good lawn is leaves falling on it. Okay. But the thing is, I'm doing it with a toddler running around at the same time. So every every rake load of leaves I bring off the lawn... And then go to start doing another one. Yeah, he's just kicking. He's just kicking all the leaves that I've just raked into a nice little pile. There's something about kicking a pile of leaves when you're a kid that's just like you've got to kick it. It is very inviting, but it does make the task of raking <laughs> leaves off the lawn doubly long. Um, and then he starts. He's got a little broom, and he starts. He starts then sort of brushing those leaves around. And that's when I started thinking to myself, rather than just get frustrated at how he's not helping me, me, me with my job there. And his little broom. And his little broom. Obviously, he's enjoying sweeping things up, so maybe I need to harness the skills that this little lad has yeah. and actually use him to do a little bit of work around the house. Getting a tarmac a drive. <laughs> Same kind of action <laughs> with the brush, isn't it? It is, exactly, yeah. <laughs> maybe it, we're now talking at 19 months that he can, he can sweep the kitchen floor. Well, kids, kids can be trained to do stuff, can't they? I mean, it's not even that long ago, like, you know, uh, in like the 1800s or whatever, they had them up chimneys and that, didn't they? They did. He's not so good at climbing. Well, he needs uh, to learn if he wants to be, you know, bringing we, some money in. We've also got a gas heater in front of the chimney as well, so it doesn't need cleaning. But, um, but yeah, you're quite right. You, know, you, you can train them to do things. Uh, uh, there may well be stories of some fantastic things that you've been able to train your children to do at a marvellously one, uh, young age Yeah, that, uh, that I can take inspiration from. Because at the moment, to be quite frank, he's not really playing his part. He's not pulling his weight. No, he's not. He's uh, disturbing my leaves. In our house, the best we've got at the moment is our nine-year-old is a cup of tea. But I have to stand there and, and monitor health and safety, the whole thing. So it's not. I might as well make it myself. <laughs> so cup, cup of tea, nine-year-old. It'll be interesting to see other ages, what you can get them doing. I, yeah, I think you're probably you're probably right that nine for making a cup of tea is, is about as young as you're going to get. But maybe there's people listening right now who've got teenagers who do, you know, because obviously teenagers get a bum rap for like staying in bed till three do, in the yeah, afternoon yeah. or whatever. Maybe you've got teenagers, you've got them so well trained, they do some brilliant stuff around the house. Absolutely.
Well, there's some amazing stuff coming in that people have managed to train their kids with. Johnny from London says, Guys, I've trained my three-year-old, Stanley, to get Daddy a beer from the fridge. It's Daddy's magic juice. Is this irresponsible? No, he says, practical. All the best. <laughs> now, at the moment, Rocco's little skill is uh, is with his brush, and I was speculating that curling could be the way forward. Yes. Uh, but obviously, I uh, was saying that the rink is a little bit too far away. You are, sorry, you are adamant that there, only, there was only one ice uh, <laughs> rink for curling yeah. in the whole of the... <laughs> United Kingdom. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a few reports. Um, someone here, Dave, saying uh, Ice Sheffield have a curling rink. There you go. Uh, and uh, Leanne in Tunbridge Wells saying Fenton's Curling in Tunbridge Wells, which is Kent, much closer. Get yourself down, Fenton's. <laughs> ben Moss says uh, other skills, fetching the remote. This should be taught as soon as they have appropriate hand eye coordination. Uh, agreed. Uh, Sam, what have you trained uh, your kids to do? What's well, both of them? There's five years difference between them. Mm. At the age of four, on a Saturday and Sunday, if my bedroom door was closed, they'd go downstairs and sort themselves out with breakfast. At and four? At the age of four. It's only cereal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And they don't have to work a remote. <laughs> That's true, I guess. Uh, at the age of six, they wanted to learn to make cups of tea, so I'd let them. Wow. And at the age of 12... Coming into teenage years, I was sick of ironing all their clothes and then it ending up on the floor. Yeah. So the only thing I'd iron was their uniforms and their own clothes that have to learn to iron themselves. So just, just out like bin men. Wow. So just a question on that then. In your borstal, do they sleep in bunk beds <laughs> or are they sleeping <laughs> side by side? No, 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 no. It's spoiled. 
spoiled to the hilt. They had their own rooms with everything in it. Sam, so, would you be able to teach a couple of forty-somethings to iron? <laughs> we can't do it. Not a problem. <laughs> And so, Sam, what's your background? Are you like a teacher or head teacher or something like that? No, no, I'm a, I'm a sustainable environment manager. Don't mess around <laughs> with wow. Sam. I try, I try and save the planet. Okay, well, by teaching kids how to iron, it's a good start. <laughs> well, yeah, they've got to be self-sufficient, otherwise you're making a rod for your own back, you see. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Simon has shared with us that his wife trained their daughter to rub hard skin off her feet using one of those hard skin rubbing off thingies, as he puts it. Daughter was nine years of age and had to be paid one pound. I might actually be sick a little bit. (laughs) Like, you mean like a, is it a pumice stone, is that what it's called? Aren't they called ferris stones, or is it a ferris wheel? No, it's a ferris wheel, isn't it? So far this evening, you've been wildly out about curling, so (laughs) I don't know whether you want to get involved in the stone foot market. I think pumice stones just gets ink off skin. I don't think that's uh, for getting rid of... I think you get them, but like JML and stuff, you have like a... They they call it a ped egg. (laughs) (laughs) We we Uh, might have got something right in the last 20 seconds, I'm not sure. We'll see what happens. I think the only thing we definitely got right is All Points East as one. That's literally it. Caroline says, my two sons Hoover dust, clean and tidy their rooms. Not only that, they do housework including toilets and bathroom and kitchen on a rotor basis. They've been doing it since they were 12. I'm a lucky mum. Impressive. Very impressive work indeed. We've got Lynn on the line right now. Lynn, tell us what your husband has taught your child to do. So we went to um, a garden party and we only knew a couple of people. Um, So we sat up on the bank in the garden and at the back of the house there was a big um, ice bucket full of beer. And he sent her son, who was um, probably about three or four at the time, down to get some beer. But he usually drunk Stella, so he was looking at the percentage of the beer. So he sent him down, and um, he shouted the whole way up the garden, saying, Dad, Dad, I can only find 4%. <laughs> Amazing. So, yes, I obviously... So your husband has trained your four-year-old son to yeah. find the highest percentage beer <laughs> at a party. Yeah. Wow. That is a real breakthrough in parental technology. It really is. It's, it's not bad, is it? Please, bad. please, could we all know your husband's first name so we're in proper awe of him? Yes, yeah, certainly. His name's Gary. Um, I said Gary. I'm Peyton. I can't believe that. In Peyton? Yes. Peyton in Devon. I'm from uh, from Brixham. Yeah. I tell you what, that's a very exactly. much a Peyton thing if you've ever been through Peyton. <laughs> <laughs> the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not Hometime anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute Radio. As you all know, the Home Time Show, myself and Richie, very much supporting uh, Hashtag Wall Week mm. across the United Kingdom. We gave it a bit of a boost on the show. We spoke to the awesome friend of the show, Alex James, bass player from Blur, obviously a farmer, yesterday on the show. And he very kindly has given us some tickets uh, to give away on Twitter, which we did a bit earlier on to go and see. It's all tying together now. Sean the Sheep, there's a screening of it uh, tomorrow right here in central London. So a couple of Absolute Radio Home Time listeners have won that, which is a great thing. Mm. Uh, we, we came up with an idea of... of uh, 
Woolly Wednesday to yeah. wear uh, a woolen jumper each during the show. Which we are doing and uh, uh, quite thankful of it with the severe absolute radio um, air conditioning in this studio. It's quite mild outside though, isn't it? I yeah. know had a little pass out <laughs> earlier on. Can I just apologise for the photo that we've tweeted? <laughs> uh, I hope we don't ruin Wool Week <laughs> with that look. State of us. <laughs> we look like... Two fellas who get onto a bus and then have a carrier bag each. That's what we look like. Yes, it's a very... It's not a good photo. You look it's... better than me. I, I never... There's, there's a, if there's one thing I can take away from this, never zip up a cardigan. Search, <laughs> search out the picture. Please do it Have now. a little look. Absolute Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. I've got a question to ask you about Thursday. Go on. AKA tomorrow. Uh, and this is this is quite a big question in terms of how you live your life. What is your view on going to the cinema on your own? Oh, I'd, I'd go. Well, let me clarify. Uh, tomorrow, I'm in London quite early doing the school run for our eldest daughter. So I've got a long time until we have our little show meeting. Would yeah. you believe we actually have a meeting about this? Um, so I've got a long amount of time. And I thought, do you know what? I'm going to go to the cinema. Yeah. Maybe I'll go to the cinema. So uh, a little bit apprehensive because I think going to the cinema, I've always felt is, on your own is, is a little bit unusual, a bit of a curveball. Uh, secondly, it's in the daytime. So I've got this kind of triangle of problem. <laughs> on one side, going on your own. Second part of the triangle, daytime cinema is a bit like you've bunked off. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and then the bottom part, this is the third part of the triangle, is I'm going to go and watch The Joker. Which is meant to be bleak. Really bleak. And people, if you, It's supposed to be a brilliant film, but you look at anyone tweeting about Joker, or if you've spoken to them about Joker, they're like, oh man, that was intense. Poor. I need mm. to sit down after that. So... Do I want to be on my own in the cinema in the daytime, watching The Joker? Uh, so my take on a couple of your points. On The Joker, you know, if you want to see it, you want to see it. Fair enough. As far as watching in the daytime, it is curious to begin with, because invariably <laughs> you are generally only amongst about, at best, about three or four people. That's it, you feel like you're a little crowd, do you know what I mean? And um, I've got glasses on which catch a glint in the darkness, <laughs> doesn't look right. But it's quite nice to then be able to sort of stretch out. You yeah, know. don't have to chat to anyone. Exactly. Uh, and then, regarding just going, I think as you get older, it's time on your own. <laughs> time on your own. If you get the chance of it, embrace it. Just five minutes yourself. I'll also chuck in a bonus. I don't think calories count in cinemas as well. Oh, what? It's like a roped-off, you know, neutral zone yeah, for calories. For whatever reason, I don't, think they, I don't think they count. So, pick a mix, go for it. Well, of course, I'll be buying outside and sneaking into the cinema. As of we previously discussed. I'm not made of money, Richie. <laughs> I'm not made of money. Uh, but I am concerned about watching The Joker and then coming here tomorrow on this radio station. I might have to pick you up a little bit. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Just staring into the mid-distance with ruffled hair. <laughs> Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. 8, 12, 15 to text us. If you do text, let us know your name because sometimes you make some very good points. We'd love to credit you. Yes, credit's this, where credit's due. This has no name, but I hadn't thought about this. The worst thing about going to the cinema alone is if you fall asleep. I once watched a film which was a, a tad slow, woke up and they were showing a funeral. I had no idea who had died until I realised Denzel Washington's character wasn't at the funeral. I concluded it was him. Brilliant process of elimination. <laughs> yeah. I, I just couldn't, you know, we've talked about this before on the show, I don't like sleeping in public. Are you a sleeper in a cinema? Because I am... <laughs> you could put your mortgage that I will fall asleep during a film. You'd f no way, not in a million years. Seriously. Any, you, anyone could come at you. If you're, <laughs> if you're on your own in the dark of a cinema, there's not that many people there, anyone could come at you. 
Uh, Tootsie in Norwich says, no matter the time, no matter being single, no matter how dark the film is, it's all good. Eating, though, please don't. We hate eaters in the cinema, don't we? <laughs> Fair enough. Wayne adds, 90% of the time, I go to the cinema on my own, and most of the time, I go during the afternoon as I work split shifts. It's nice having less people in the cinema as it's less people to annoy you. Good point. Might work. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. Ben says, Bush and Ritchie, I would regularly take the kids to a morning screening. They'd sat uh, very happily watching Frozen on a Saturday morning. I'd get a two-hour nap. Best money I ever spent. This is uh, yeah. off the back of you thinking of going to see Joker tomorrow morning. Is it weird, though? It's the daytime. It's the Joker. It's going to be a bit of a strange film. Might be quite, you know, might be turning me up at work a little bit kind of uh, spaced out slightly. And I'm on my own. I just want to know if it's okay. Solo cinema, etc. Joe says, Bush and Ritchie, when I was working in the West End, we regularly used to have wig department trips to the cinema during the day whilst our wigs were in the oven. Right. Uh, the wig mistress always used to like to have a banana and a cup of tea whilst the film was on. Not really usual cinema snacks. We went to see Flight Plan, sat on an aeroplane once, and there was only one other person in the cinema sitting a few rows behind us. I kept noticing the wig mistress with a mouthful of banana turning and shushing him aggressively. Then I realised she'd been confused by the surround sound <laughs> and thought the background noise of the passengers on the plane <laughs> were him. He looked very uncomfortable. If you're lucky, you might have a similar experience <laughs> tomorrow. Definitely the strangest tale we've heard so far uh, tonight. Right, Howard's hanging on. What are you up to tonight, Howard? I am going to the cinema this evening to see Joker. Right, and who are you taking with you? Absolutely nobody. Boldest brass this one, isn't he? Boldest <laughs> brass. So you're going on your own? Yeah, going on my own, um, leaving the family at home. I just prefer to see things on my own. Oh, wow. So it's not like I thought the situation would be, oh, does anyone want to see the Joker? No, Dad, don't want to. All right, I'll go on my own then. You don't want anyone to come with you? No, a unilateral decision. Wow. Wow, Howard. Nice. See, Bush, you need to reach Howard's level. I, I aspire to be Howard. Some he knows his say, own mind. You've got to go Howard's way. Oh, Richie, that really is one of the most marvellous bits of this evening thus far. How do you feel about that one, Howard? What, the, the joke or Richie's joke we're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it takes me back to the playground a little bit, but I'll, I'll let it pass. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit burnt there by uh, Howard at the end, but I respect that joke. At this point in the show, when we're starting to lose air pressure, if we can use the flight thing from earlier on, I think that's pretty good. You have to bear in mind, we've been going for two and a half hours, and I managed to get a Howard's Way joke in, and an excuse to play one of the greatest TV theme tunes of all time. What was Howard's Way about? What was it? I mean, I remember this theme. A boatyard. Is that what it was? A boatyard? <laughs> a boatyard wow. on the handball. So listen, if you're a kid listening to this show and you ever moan about the fact you can't download instant TV, remember what it's like back in the old days. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. So that was the podcast. If you've reached this stage, um, first of all, thank you. And uh, secondly, uh, I apologise for, for what you learnt at the beginning of the podcast. That shouldn't have been information that you, you garnered from uh, what's just happened, and I apologise. Hey, well, listen, if anything, this show is always brutally honest, isn't it? Mm. Hashtag falls out. <laughs>